Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Landmark Theatre's Q&A podcast. In this episode, we'll hear a conversation with producer Talea Bridges-McMahon and editor Cinque Northern about their new documentary, My Name is Polly Murray, moderated by journalist Jasmine Kanick. This conversation was recorded at the Landmark in Los Angeles during the film's opening weekend. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Did you enjoy the film? That's right. My name is Jasmine Kanick, and I am a journalist, a political strategist, sometimes activist, but I'm also going to be your moderator for the discussion tonight that we are going to have. We are so lucky to have with us um, Talea McMahon, the producer, and Cinque Northern, the editor of tonight's film. My name is Polly. Please welcome them. So Talia McMahon is an award-winning director and producer who has made documentaries for PBS, CNN, ABC, and Amazon. Previous projects include directing the Emmy-nominated PBS series Black America since MLK and Still I Rise, and co-producing the African-Americans Many Rivers to Cross, which garnered Emmys, Peabody, and DuPont Columbia Awards. You go, girl. (laughs) Thank you. Talea also produced Makers, Women Who Make America, and contributed to the Academy Award-nominated documentary feature, Operation Homecoming, writing the wartime experience, as well as several Emmy-nominated specials for ABC News. She has a BA from Emory University and an MA in Journalism from the University of Southern California. Cinque Northern is an artist, filmmaker, and editor who's been working in documentary for over 18 years. He has edited numerous projects for PBS, including America by the Numbers, featuring Maria Hinojosa, and Your Voice, Your Story. Cinque also spent 10 years working as a lead editor for Stanley Nelson's Firelight Media. Cinque has over a dozen short films on permanent display at the Smithsonian's National Museum of African American History and Culture. Recently, he edited a feature documentary about the life of comedian activist Dick Gregory that's now in post-production. I love me some Dick Gregory. (laughs) It's actually on Showtime. (laughs) Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So, first question. is uh, how did you first encounter um, Polly Murray? So I first encountered Polly Murray years ago, the name Polly Murray, and a little bit about Polly Murray years ago when I was researching a project um, on women who were groundbreaking. But I didn't know everything there was to know about Polly at that time. And it was really when the directors, Betsy West and Julie Cohen, approached me about making this film and then ticked off all the things that Polly had done that I really started to learn Polly's story. Interesting. Yeah, I had never heard of Polly Murray until I looked at the film. And I'm happy that I did. I learned a lot. No, we were all floored that Polly is not a household name. Right. But hopefully, maybe this documentary will make them one. Right. 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 I mean, that's what we're aiming for. Right. Cinque? I had all, I had never, like, like you, I had never heard of Polly Murray until the directors and Talea came to me. And the first thing I was interested in is this person was a poet and a lawyer. Like, I want to hear how this person talks. But then when I started learning what they did, 
I was, like a lot of people in this film, a little bit outraged. I mean, I don't know if outrage is the word, but just amazed yeah. that I had not even, I hadn't even heard the name. Right. It had somehow gotten past me. So, you know, this film really was an education for me. Yeah, I feel I felt the same way um, because we're only taught about Rosa Parks and MLK. Like, that's all we usually get in school. And so, yeah, I felt a little outraged too. And I felt bad. Like for not knowing, you know? So what inspired you to then want to get involved with the documentary? Well, exactly that. That okay. hearing about Polly's story and knowing that we weren't unique in not knowing about Polly. I knew that most of my friends, maybe all of my friends, hadn't heard of Polly and that most people are not learning about Polly in history books. And so our mission was we have to make Polly a household name. Yeah, the, sa the same thing. And also just the challenge of, um, I, I love the idea that there was so much audio of Polly Murray so that this story could be told from Polly's voice. And um, in addition to getting people to know who Polly was, I was excited about hearing, of, hearing about it through Polly's own mouth. Yeah. I should say, when we met with Cinque, we talk about this now, <laughs> that he was like, so what do you see as the challenges? And I was like, so there's no footage, <laughs> just a handful of photos. And so, like, we're making a movie. So, like, I'm not sure what we're going to show. And he was like, oh, that's, like, the most exciting part for me. And I was like, oh, that's exactly the editor that we need. <laughs> yeah, that's a great answer, right? <laughs> So what do you, what, when you think of Polly, what do you see them as? A hero, um, you know, a, a trailblazer? Like what is, what comes to mind? Because Polly was a lot of things, like you rattled off poet, um, lawyer, priest. <laughs> you know, I saw that and I was like, wow. They were a lot of things. So um, not to mention, and I did a little bit of research earlier today just around the conversations, just sort of around, you know, their issues around their gender, right? And and sort of, you know, I, I often say sometimes that I wish my grandmother and people who are older could be around today to see all these advances and changes and all this acceptance that we have now, you know, now nappy hair is in. And, you know, we have a term for it now, right? Non-binary, gender non-conforming. But, but they didn't have that back then. They didn't have a term or a movement, right. you know, or, or, but you know, it, one of my favorite lines in the film is that these experiences are not, experiences are not new, the experiences have been there. We're just now starting to wrap words around it. Um, but I, I, my word for Polly Murray is visionary. Visionary, somebody who didn't compromise to what society um, limited our thinking to and, and saw beyond it, and then just lived as if that we were gonna get there. That's a rare person. Right, I mean, I will say that for me, it was so amazing to see Polly's optimism, right? That Polly was doing exactly that. Polly was always living in the world that Polly imagined we could have and just figuring out ways constantly 
to navigate around all the barriers and to bring people along. Polly was constantly pushing to bring people along. And so in that way, I found Polly really inspiring. So another um, aspect of the documentary that I found really interesting was the struggle that, the internal struggle that Polly was having. And it was a struggle that ended up putting them in the hospital so that they, and, and like on this whole journey to really try to figure out, you know, what's going on with me. And it, it, I hear a lot of that. We hear a lot of that today from people. And so it was really interesting for me to know that back then we had people who were also struggling with that. Um, and to the best of Polly's abilities, you know, in terms of dealing with it, a lot of their work didn't necessarily talk about you know, that aspect of right. their life. Right. But I kind of saw that come through in your, in your film. It was something that we weren't quite sure how much we could even get into when we started the project. It was important to us, but Polly was such a private person mm -hmm. that, and as you said, it's not something, it's like Polly's activism wasn't in that space. And Polly, in the autobiography that was written, Polly never mentions it. And so we weren't really sure how we could get at it exactly. And it was such a gift to see that Polly had left so much in the archive. So you have the letters to the doctors, you have the journal entries, you have letters, some of those quotes are from letters to Aunt Pauline. And so there was a way in which I say Polly trusted us, those of us here in the future, <laughs> to know, you know, Polly intentionally left those records for us to find. Sinkoi, did you want to add anything? Um, yeah, just that I think this film, it honors Polly, but ultimately it's for the living who are here today struggling with what Polly struggled with. And I think showing those struggles gives people a framework of I am not alone and something to use now because so many of these struggles across a lot of the things Polly was battling with we're still dealing with them. And um, so I think that it's, it's really important. Polly has a lot to give people who are going through things today. And I just want to add to that mm -hmm. that for us, it meant a lot to also include um, Pauline's role in Polly's life. Because so often, I think we think it makes sense for people to discriminate against or have issues with their kids and their family who are LGBTQ. And um, Pauline is a perfect example of like, you can just love your kid just completely. And you know, um, Pauline didn't need like a talking to, a tweet, a pamphlet, anything like that. You know, right. pa um, Pauline just was that way. And so I think in that way, you know, and I don't know that you could have Polly Murray if you didn't have the love and acceptance of a person like an Aunt Pauline. And so for us, it was so special to be able to show that as well. So much of the documentary is in Polly's own words. So as filmmakers, what did that mean to you in terms of how to tell their story? And I know you touched on that a little bit earlier, just in terms of um, you know, not having a lot of you know, video to work with. But you know, in the filmmaking process as creatives, right? You know, when we're reading these, you know, we're, you're reading all of this, I mean, what you know, what was going through your head? How did you, how did that influence eventually how you told this story? 
So our first budget, I don't even know if you know this, our first <laughs> budget had a line item for a narrator because we weren't quite sure mm. what materials existed and we weren't sh quite sure how much Polly could carry the story. And the autobiography, autobiography recording that you hear was something that an intern stumbled upon after we started making it. And so we knew that Polly had recorded interviews that were conducted. Polly would habitually, if someone showed up to interview Polly, say from Ms. Magazine, Polly would also make a recording of that same interview. So we knew those were in the archives, but our intern stumbled upon this recording that Polly made while writing the autobiography. And so having all of those pieces let us know that we could actually tell this in Polly's wor words, and that really meant everything. Yeah, especially for a time back then, like now, when we, you know, when we move on and become ancestors, we leave behind whole Twitter timelines, <laughs> right. pictures for every day of our lives. Just one right. phone. It, right, it, right. It will not be hard at all, right? But back then, they, that was a challenge. Right. And even looking at the photos of Polly's family and the diversity in, um, in Polly's family, just in terms of um, race right. and um, skin color, especially back during that time, right? Which, you know, she referred to sometimes as Jane Crow times, and we know <laughs> it as Jim Crow, and you know. So that was also very interesting that you were able to find um, all of that and be able to include that um, for the visuals as well. Yeah, we were really lucky that Polly saved so much. There are these stories that people tell of Polly never Polly never really made a lot of money and Polly moved around a lot. Polly would get kicked out of place or like lose an apartment. And there are this, these stories of people saying that Polly didn't have much, but Polly would have these boxes, um, boxes and boxes, and you just like move all these dozens of boxes from one place to another. And so Polly figured out at a pretty young age to start just keeping the family legacy. And Polly also would get kicked out of um, apartments for typing too loud. That oh, was wow. a typical reason. Right. Wow. Yeah, I have a typewriter. <laughs> do you? No, I do. <laughs> yes, I'm a journalist. Radio, TV, and... Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, typewriters are hard to come by these days. <laughs> so what do you want the audience and people who are going to watch um, My Name is Polly all around the world to walk away with when they, when they watch this documentary? I mean, so many different things, but I would say one of them, especially in this particular moment in time, is to be optimistic and actually support the people who are the radical people now in our society who are saying ideas that maybe sound implausible, just like Pauli Murray was doing at that time, to actually have faith that those things can come to pass. You and mean support like them. no police. I'm just um, saying in the schools, there are some things, things like floating that. around our society <laughs> that people don't believe in. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I would say don't don't quit. That that's what Polly's like, you know, seeing lost causes found given the life Polly led. If if Polly can go through the things in that lifetime that Murray went through then we have to have a vision that's bigger than what's in front of us and not quit. I mean, I, that's, Polly had heart 
and guts and, um, you know, to live a truth that was crazy talk, <laughs> basically. So don't quit. Yeah, right on. So we're going to take questions from the audience, if any of the audience members have questions. Um, before we do that, if anyone's going to tweet or post or talk about the film, please make sure you use the hashtag Polly Murray so that folks can keep up with the conversation about it. Um, does anyone have a question? In let me, instead of a documentary, what would a, drama, a dramatization of Polly Murray's story have looked like and what they, what would, what they think of that, right? Yes, okay. so we're of the belief that we should have all the things. We made a documentary because that's mainly what we do, but our hope is that just like JFK and MLK and all these other figures, other people would become interested in Polly's story and there should be dramatizations, there should be multi-part series, there should be plays, there should be more books, like there should just be way more. We barely scratch the surface here. We do not consider this the definitive story of Polly Murray. We consider this just adding to the wave of storytelling about Polly. Yeah, so like even maybe when in the future, we're, we're, we continue to do these films about the civil rights movement and stuff. We include, include Polly, Polly, which is happening more right. and more. Yeah. yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Anyone else? Yes. Do you have a favorite scene and why? I already sort of said mine, which is the um, Pauline. The um, Pauline. Yeah. That's, that's one of mine. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. I like Polly riding the rails because it's. Yeah. It's um, Polly's adventurous side. Um, I do like Aunt Pauline anytime we, I think just adding the fact that Aunt Pauline was, was, a, was supportive of Polly, I like that thread. Um, There's probably something I'm leaving out, but those two jump out. I saw another hand, yes. In, in terms of the additional uh, media exposure, Given your experience with television, it seems to me to be a rational, plausible, although still hard sellable idea to have a, a family series, a family drama series about Polly, Polly, and whether or not it's necessarily going to be straight biography or an elaboration that has a enormous impact on American culture. I mean, on the other side of the coin, look at All in the Family or something. I mean, they had a, you know, Archie Bunker. Why shouldn't there be a extraordinary black woman who was LGBT? We completely agree. There has, I mean, we should say there's a lot of interest and people have approached us about this. And so hopefully we will start to see more of that. Yeah. And one thing we said a lot when we were making it is you can make a, a film about just this one part. Right. So there are people that can just examine one facet and that we'd love to see that, you know, a whole film just about one part of Polly's life. You know, once people know who Polly Murray is. Yeah, I would have, I would love to explore the relationship with Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh yeah. That was really interesting. There's an entire book on yeah. the relationship between yeah, that, and that whole, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Any other questions? Yes. What didn't make <laughs> it in the film was the question, what didn't make it. 
never think about those things. I have to let them go. I'm so terrible at this question. Because I really... I do get it. <laughs> um, it's so traumatizing to lose these things know, that, exactly. that you just like have to pretend they don't exist. Um, yeah, I can't think. Because we got on Pauline. We, right. we fought to get right. on, on Pauline. We wanted more on Pauline, but we put as much in there as made sense. Um, I can't think of anything right now. I can't either. I feel you. I'm, I'm like that too. <laughs> like I have to forget about it or else I will obsess about <laughs> right, it. Exactly. So any other questions? Um, okay. I see one and I see one here. So you, how long did it take? So we started development in August of 2018. And the first thing we did was run out and interview Justice Ginsburg, just to be safe. <laughs> and then we started like meeting with participants and raising money and doing everything. But I think maybe you came on a year later about? Yeah, it was yeah. about, it was a year after right. you guys had been So we started editing in summer of 2019. Cool. And you? What did you feel when you heard Polly's tapes? Like the raw footage, yeah. you mean? Yeah. I always say, so I'm reading about Polly. I imagine that if I had met Polly, I would, Polly seems sort of straight-laced and severe in a way, and I think I would be very intimidated by Polly is what I always imagined. And we didn't know that footage existed. That's something that um, the director, Julie Cohen, mistakenly stumbled upon in the Schlesinger archive, not in Polly's archi archive, but in a separate one accidentally, and we were, it had never been digitized before. And so we were like, oh my God, someone has footage of Polly, we have to see. And it was the only way to actually see Polly like live in action. And when we saw, we were like, oh my God, this is a totally different personality than what we imagined. Cause it's like Polly's smile was everything and Polly is playful and joking. And yeah, it just totally just transformed our impression. Yeah, Polly's smile is what really for for what Polly went through to have that much of a, a smile, that like genuine of a smile, I think that's a reason why we just put it right up front. It's like, if you want to really feel Polly, just watch this footage and then we can talk about what Polly did. So I was, I felt like moved by Polly's smile. Any other questions? What did you learn about yourselves in the process of making this film? I think I learned that I can be too cynical. That, because we were making this film, you know, over the last few years and looking at what was happening in our society was in extraordinarily discouraging. And it was in making this film that I was like, oh, you actually have to take the long view with these things. I shouldn't be so myopic about what's happening right now. So much progress has been made because of people like Polly, and we have those people today. And as long as we have people who are activists and politicians who are at different parts of, you know, I'm, I don't want to tick them all off, but they're different people in different parts of our society who are still pushing for justice and pushing for inclusion, and as long as that is happening, then we actually have a shot at, at getting there. Yeah, I think I started asking myself personally, and then also just of society, what are we not seeing? What are we taking for granted? So like in that scene where 
you know, everyone is saying, well, segregation just is. It's just a fact. Now, how can we make it a little bit more equal? And Polly Murray is like, eh, wait a minute. I don't think it should even exist. And I know we're doing that today. There's something we're just taking for granted, and we're trying to fight this little fight, and we're avoiding the big fight. And we do it personally in our lives as well. So I, it makes me ask the question a lot more often, what am I not seeing? What am I taking for granted? What's the bigger fight that, or the bigger challenge that I'm not facing because I'm focusing on the lesser challenge? What am I accepting? Any other questions? Thank you. Thank we, you. we hope yeah. so too. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, and you know how you can help make that happen? <laughs> Is you can get on social media and you can send an email to all your friends. You can hashtag Polly Murray. You can tell everybody about the film and that will help, right? I mean, if you don't do social media, you can call people, you can text. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or put it in the mail. If you, got, if you need to do, go that route, put it in the mail. Type it up and mail it. But let them know. Because it's, it's um, the film, in addition to being in theaters, it's on Amazon, correct? It will be on Amazon October 1st. You hear that, y'all? October 1st. That's not too far away. Well, thank you so very much. Thank and you. Thank, thank you, audience, for your thank great you. questions. Thank you. thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great evening. Thanks for listening to the Landmark Theaters Q&A podcast. If you want to hear more conversations with filmmakers about the latest independent, foreign, and documentary films opening at Landmark Theaters, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or visit our podcast website at landmarktheaters.podbean.com. You can also check out our YouTube channel for videos of Q&As and other exclusive content. See you next time.